0: Everybody and welcome to Podcrash, the original podcast by the members of the band Mo. This is episode number six. In this episode, you'll find out why this episode was delayed by a week. You'll also find out how important it is to have a plan, as we did not. So sit back, relax, and enjoy, and try to follow along.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Mo Pod Crash episode six. Uh this is Rob Jerhack. I'm here with Chuck Garvey. Yo. Vinny Amico. Yo. Jim Lachlan. you And Alan Schneer.
2: Also, yo.
1: We are going to discuss anything and everything
0: today.
2: One <laughs> table, on the table.
0: Yeah. no plan, <laughs> or nothing at all. <laughs> we're going to improv. This is just a long segue to episode seven. <laughs>
2: That's it. Deep jams. That's right. We're running.
1: uh We're running a little late on the pod crashes because of me. I, I I finally finally flew too close to the sun, and I got the COVID last time, and was not up to doing one. So this will be running about a week late um and it is all my damn fault actually i blame nate
2: i was gonna say when you say too close to the sun you mean too close to nate
3: yeah i i I traveled in a car with him did he so he got covid or no yeah he did okay because before (laughs) i thought you did he tell you before
1: no he got it while we were on the road together and it was after the last show he Um, I was supposed to carpool with him back to his house where my truck was waiting. And, uh, he texted me in the morning. He's like, dude, I feel like shit. I'm going to get a test. And then half hour later, I'm positive.
0: Mm, I'll pick you up in 15. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Luckily, luckily I had, uh, I I had crazy luck that I was able to catch a ride with Vin to on the way to my, uh, to where my wife was to Rebecca was at, at her dad's. Taking care of him and I just hopped in the car with her and got a ride home because it it was weird that it actually worked out, but it did.
0: Nice.
4: And it's funny because Rob got COVID from being with Nate in the car. I roomed with Nate the night before and then drove Rob to his (laughs) wife at his father in law's. I have not gotten it yet from this particular.
2: Uh, I was going to say, this round. I was going to say, haven't haven't you had it? I've had it.
4: I've vaccinated boosted. No, I only had it once. You only had it once? Oh, shit. But I mean, I know people now that have had it two and three times. So I think I just got lucky on this one. Hmm. It's coming. I'll have it next week. Don't worry. Or maybe the (laughs) fact that I had shingles and fucking bronchitis, maybe that like pushed COVID away.
0: (laughs) Dude, we're going to... I talked to Lindsay. We're going to change the rating on this thing because I can't edit out the cursing on these. That's the episode would be like 15 minutes long what the fuck do you mean <laughs> rob's definitely the largest f-bomb dropper am i really yeah anytime you tell a story you revert to story mode and then it's on and those that's where i can't <laughs> cut it out because it's just you just drop it in so smooth uh, i wish i wasn't like that I, I have no idea that i do it honestly I, I, I blame the 80s yeah. <laughs> and anybody I, I know, who, yeah, anybody I know who's our age, it's just the most descriptive word. We latched, we latched onto it. Fucking and dude, uh, fucking yeah. dude. They I, thought, I, I thought you were
1: talking terrible. about the uh, drugs of the 80s because <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I was going to say it's really more like the 90s. Too much fun in 91 it doesn't sound
0: like a thing at all <laughs> although i turned yeah. 21 in 91 so i turned 21 twice because of Brian goby <laughs> so my 20th birthday was my 21st birthday at chevy's and my 21st birthday was my 21st birthday at chevy's i was there for both i painted the bathroom both times <laughs> <laughs> i might have been there with you you were a hit man it's a different kind of wet work
2: so anyway um, but Rob got I, the vid. I had the vid. We couldn't do our podcast. And now here we are. Uh, and your your yeah. voice still sounds a little Vid-ish. sandy.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate.
2: Yes, yeah, so how are you feeling?
1: Me? Yeah. I'm feeling um mostly okay. Uh the weird thing was I, I would tell, you know, I I'm just going to repeat this again uh for our listening audience, those six or seven people who are interested. <laughs> um I the weird thing was like oh, after no. I've had it for like 11 days, I started to lose my taste, sense of taste. Mm. Like why? Why then? You know, like I'm, I'm not contagious anymore. I do have a cold, cold symptoms from this. But it's also, I, I get this allergy thing that happens too. So it's like probably a fucking perfect storm of all this shit. But
2: See, there you go again. Drunk shit bombs and <laughs> quack. Um, quack, quack. Okay. I mean, when, <laughs>
4: I had, when I had COVID, it it turned into a, or maybe I had both a sinus infection, like it just stayed right here in my sinuses. So after the 10 days or whatever, the original versions of COVID were. I ended up getting on an antibiotic for a sinus infection and like within a couple few days, everything cleared right up. Yeah. Maybe I have to go do that.
2: Right. I, I, it's funny. Cause I had that same thing happen to me when I got COVID. This was in the spring. It, again, it finally caught me. And when, when I actually had my infection, it lasted for three or four days. I had a mild fever for one day and that was about the extent of it. And I was a little fatigued, but I mean, for the, for the most part, I was, I was fine. It didn't really like set me back that much. And then a couple weeks later, like I had this sinus infection and I thought it was a relapse or something. And that knocked me on my ass. That was, and and I just kept testing negative and it wasn't COVID, but it was something. And, and I ended up having to take some antibiotics for that and that knocked. but that, that was way worse than the COVID itself. Like whatever the aftermath thing was.
3: Hey, Vin, what was your taste thing that happened? <laughs> do you have to, you, because
4: this is weird. Yeah. What did you feel? So weird? I was waiting for days and days. Well, I was about four days in going, when is this going to happen? It's not happening. Maybe I don't actually have COVID. And then I have this very fragrant candle in one of my bathrooms. So I walked in there one morning and I was like, the one that you shit in most of the time, <laughs> half the time.
2: <laughs> what, what, what fragrance is it, Vinny?
4: It's like sandalwood or something. It's really awesome. It's exciting. Anyway, Random, um, man. <laughs> I, I I was testing it's my morning smell every wood. day by going in and smelling the candle. And I walk in one day, I can't smell it. And I mean, this thing is strong. So I'm like, oh, I can't smell. Maybe I can't taste either. And I, I hate yogurt, as you guys know. My kids were home. They left a bunch of yogurt in the fridge that was just going to get thrown out. So I'm like, I didn't know maybe that. I can't taste either. So I'll open up a thing of yogurt. If I can't smell it, I'll taste it. If I can't taste it, I'll eat it. Then I'll get healthy. <laughs> so I go to the fridge, I open up the yogurt, can't smell it, take a taste, can't taste it. I'm like, sweet, I'm going to eat this yogurt. I can eat it for a couple of days. I'll get, my gut will be healthy, whatever. I'm eating it, I'm eating it. I get about halfway through the yogurt and my freaking taste came back. <laughs> like, I can taste the yogurt. I can smell the yogurt. It was like it lasted six hours. My Maybe that's the key. You just have to...
1: Eat something that you despise right? And that will bring back your uh, sense of taste. Yeah.
4: But the thing is, is then my long-term smell, uh, I couldn't smell anything bad for like months. Like I couldn't smell poop. I couldn't smell farts. I couldn't smell bad breath or BO. I could smell good stuff. I could put a bowl of sh- strawberries in front of me and cut them in, you know, or but anything that was sweet smelling, I could smell. Food, I could smell. That doesn't someone, sound like a problem. Someone yeah. oh it's awesome. I mean, <laughs> why do you, except why for you when, think
2: it would be selective like that, though, I where know, like no. very, like but very specifically you couldn't smell foul odor yeah. odors, yeah. but all yeah. of all of the ones that you liked, your brain it's filtered all. out, and you it's could it's smell those. But
4: there's people that get phantom smells too. So there's like a friend of mine who had COVID, never smoked cigarettes, <laughs> none of that stuff, and he would get s- phantom smells of cigarettes and nobody smoked around him. So he'd be in his uh, house working, whatever. I think he was working from home and he'd smell like someone was smoking cigs. Nobody around smoked. So just a phantom thing. So it was, it was, it was wild. That stuff happens, I guess.
2: Maybe in, in some strange, like Louis Pasteur kind of way, like you figured out a cure for COVID and into yogurt.
4: Greek yogurt.
2: Yeah, that's it. And, it. and it made you healthy. I think we ought to look further into you Go get some yogurt, on, man.
4: Vinny, where do you stand on smoothies? I, I love them. I just don't use <laughs> yogurt in them. We make them all the time. Deb has uh, protein powder that she gets from her uh, metabolic gym, and she puts a bunch of fruit in and that stuff and water, and they're awesome. You could taste the no yogurt, yogurt in a smoothie? I can, yeah. I, I hate yogurt, and I taste it no matter what. Yeah, right. I want to love it because it's smooth and creamy, and it, you know, fruity and all the things I'd want. And then it just tastes disgusting to me. (laughs) I've tried. I mean, I believe me that my kids, Deb, everybody, oh, this yogurt's great. You got to try it. I'm like, I'm not gonna like it. And they're like, you always make us try stuff. Blah blah blah. And I'm like. Fine, I'll try it, and then I'm just like. Bah. So he likes it. <laughs> I, did I feel that like for-
1: um, if we had six or seven listeners, they are gone at this.
3: Point.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is possibly the most boring time. Move Oh
2: my god, that's awesome! <laughs> All right, then. Well, you've been listening to the Mo Podcrash. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, we're going to talk about bean sprouts.
0: Jeez. Curd beans. I can make it interesting. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, the promo.
1: Yeah, I was just it's a promo like a freaking monster truck rally intro, and then it's like, yeah, I know. The most boring promo ever. <laughs> That'll be great.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next week on Pod Crash.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm going to see a band tonight. What are you going to see? Curungabin. I uh, don't know uh, if that's exactly how you say it.
2: I'm pretty sure
3: that's it. <laughs> Whatever. Here, let me try his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Chuck, how do you how do you pronounce Grunglon? <laughs> 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 One more time. Kungbin.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I'll probably I'll right back. on. Grungbin. I think that's it. I think it's actually Krungbin
1: I don't know too much about him, but really, the hype is real. The hype is big, so I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Have you guys seen them yet? I have not, not seen
4: face them. Face to face. <laughs> Marley <laughs> went and saw them. She liked it a lot.
2: I've listened to them some. Uh, one of one of Mel's friends is is a big fan, and we were hanging out, and so he played some for us. This is
0: the first time I've even heard the name. Come on. <laughs>
2: I'm serious. Have I have no,
0: no idea. Is it all instrumental, do you know, or is there vocals as well?
4: Pretty sure there's vocals on some um, of it anyway. Yeah.
2: Are you going to the... Uh, That that hip after party I heard about.
4: I'm going to the hip after party. Yeah,
2: really.
1: Yeah, who's going to be there? Uh, uh, My son Eddie. Ah. Be there. Because he's uh, a huge follower of the Ghosts of Jupiter.
2: Really? <laughs> nice. He's one of the six or seven?
1: Yes. Not a listener of the podcast, but, you know. <laughs> Ghost ghosty. Actually, they're playing the porta potty stage, I think, at, at Arondack Fest.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm looking
3: forward to it, actually. Vin will not smell anything there. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and, and, unfortunately, it's back.
2: Right. Anyway. Uh, right bummer all right, right and rob will have no opinion about it because he has no taste
4: yeah.
1: i'm not gonna eat his poo
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right never no, mind we, the trailer won't be boring <laughs> we have no listeners at this point <laughs> oh, that's awesome Who there's a there's of a cup Porta John stage at the Adirondack Festival? I don't know that's that, that, that's like a
1: joke he always has like you know he ends up if he get if if he gets a festival gig it's always they set him up at the Porta John stage at noon or something and I didn't even know there was another stage. humor, but <laughs> yeah. that's the one. We're so we we have we're playing at um Jay Peak the night before. But is there a name of that at fe- that thing we're doing or is it just Moa JP? I,
2: I yeah, I don't think there's a name for the event. We,
1: it, it's us in that band Neighbor who also has correct. hype going on with them right now. I've heard a couple things too. They sound really good. And we're playing at ADK in Lake George, the next two nights after that, but Nate was telling me he has to get up and like hustle over there because they're playing he has to set up and they're playing early for Ghost of Jupiter.
0: And, right on you know, Saturday, right?
1: Yeah, on Saturday. And then I mean we have our sets Saturday night and Sunday night. And we are not going to DC, correct? No. Correct. Correct. Correct.
2: That would be a Herculean feat, especially with the way travel is going these days. I'm not sure that we would actually make it.
1: Yeah, that's true. I had to cancel. Well, that's one of one of us. Several reasons why we were going to do a trip to Europe before um, before the kids went back to college and found like good prices, like seriously cheap prices to go to like Paris and stuff. Why is that? I don't know because like some other places were. You know, way too much. Um, But it was like flights were like five hundred bucks to Paris. That's awesome. And you know, lodging wasn't too bad either. Uh, But like with you know wildfires burning, heat waves, and airline strikes, and all this shit, we just we just said no. You know what? Let's let's hold off on this and do it when it makes, Maybe that's why it was cheap.
0: (laughs) Because you can end up (laughs) getting fly you into a
1: fire, and your luggage you won't get your luggage till you fly home, right? Or we will get there, and they'll be like, "Oh, there's a strike. We can't get you back home." Yeah. So, me being a giant wuss, I, I decided not to chance it. I'm a, I'm a little scaredy cat.
3: I'm a little scaredy cat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're afraid of flying? Who no, knew? No.
3: So wait. So when is the uh, Cali trip? for you guys oh, not for not me
2: what the fuck I'm, I am
3: not going Indian. anywhere
2: right now <laughs> this is getting a little lame Chuck I'm gonna drive so <laughs> you've been you've been playing the stroke card for a long time but it, yeah, you know, I know. come I chop chop buddy
1: yeah how I long know. were you saying how long am I gonna play the cancer card dude that was like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: because it, everyone would laugh just like right now <laughs> it's, it's it's funny to me too so let's keep going <laughs> So Strokes I'm going to keep playing. playing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, A- A- Amy that. made, uh, she made uh, funny about this t- today. She <laughs> <It laughs> said if you, if you drive, you have to play the stroke card with the, uh, trooper or whoever you know if you get pulled over so you mean you yeah. pretend I'm not you're gonna have anyone at the time what's that it's, yeah right. you are having one at the time
0: <laughs> uh yeah yeah i don't know if the I, stroke card works that way i think yeah. i know arrest you be like, like why why are you, what are you, why are you doing it's, <laughs> it's just wait i just had
1: a stroke and you're driving <laughs> get in the car <laughs>
3: Please. Or I'm <laughs> drunk. Either way, you know, I don't yeah, know.
1: you might have better chance.
3: <laughs> what right. kind of tests do they do on the roadside? You know, <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah, get, right. Get the MRI you, you, they take you out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Cat scan. <laughs> right. They
1: do like a series of tests that last like an hour and a half and you find out that you're on the spectrum afterwards. Damn. Oh, shit. I thought I was just going to have to touch my finger to my nose. Recite,
4: recite the alphabet backwards. Vinny, recite the alphabet backwards now. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-G-F-E-D-C-B-A.
0: Hmm. I don't even know if that was <laughs> However, right. <I> know <laughs> I'm going to have to Friday. go back and listen to this. i can do it slower it's easier to do fast
3: i've never been able to do that now and now i certainly 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 i can't say say (laughs) certainly cannot do it now so we're going to be
1: where we we're going to be over at um saint helena california on the 23rd and 24th of september the crew winery oh
4: is that right winery you say how do you spell that K-R-U-G. It's cool. actually my wife's favorite wine. No kidding. Huh. We were there last summer just visiting the winery because cause she wanted to visit and it was freaking awesome. And we joined the wine club, so now we spend a ton of money on expensive. You get a ton of money, what are you saying? It's, it's usually about four or five hundred dollars a shipment quarterly for three bottles. What? Yeah. Y- oh you my spend four hundred dollars on
1: three bottles of wine. Correct.
0: Oh, wow! I get and my wine orderly. at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: but the wine is really good. It's it's actually oh good a Mondavi wine. <laughs> it's Peter Mondavi's winery. It's uh, one of the older wineries in Napa, I believe. Might be the oldest.
2: I can't wait. It's going to be old. But awesome. it's, it's
4: actually, it's a really cool spot. Do you share um, this wine with guests or is this
1: just for you two? It's mostly cellared right now. <laughs> you haven't even opened it? We don't open there?
4: it, but yeah, it's it's usually wine that we'll open when we're having guests over and not just the two of
0: us. It, it's not a Tuesday night opposite. drinking If it was wine. that
4: good, I'd be like, screw the guests.
0: That's a quank. I've never had a good this glass is, of scotch. I wouldn't even Ross. share it with
1: my wife. I would sit in the corner
4: of a dark room and <laughs> just drink it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's not your Tuesday night, froze day.
2: It could oh be. God. It should be. Vin. Should, yes. I'm I with like Rob. Under 10, on this
4: I like one. the under ten dollars bottles of wine on Tuesday night.
2: <laughs> you know what? Any night could be one of those nights, though. Yeah. You got nothing to do the next day. Some
3: mornings, who knows?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <All right.
3: laughs> well,
2: it, Mel. Mel had a, a a good story. She was she was saving a very good bottle of wine and happened to be visiting the winery that where where she had gotten it and revisiting the winery and had mentioned it to him. She said, well, I have this particular one. It's a particular vintage. We were saving it for a special occasion. You know, how long is there a time length or whatever? And the guy said, why are you saving it? What are you saving it for? He said, you know, what, you know, what if he said, you know, you you should, you should always open the bottle of wine, drink the bottle of wine because, because you never know. And, you know, just, just drink the wine, enjoy the wine. And it was like, you
1: might die and you, you can't might or, or
2: who know like who knows <laughs> but like or the wine could t- i mean the wine could turn also like and then you save it beyond like it's uh-huh. you know you know a- any any number of things could happen but you should you should enjoy the wine and, and
1: then and not save it or you
4: another really expensive old bottle. <laughs> right <laughs> most Different. of those wines are drinkable out of the gate right. now, a uh, days you don't have to sell them and sit on them for a long time. But
2: right, and the the the, the his line was: anytime you open a bottle of wine, it's a special occasion.
4: he sounds know? like a dick, did not
0: he, Really? <laughs> I don't
2: know. I mean, snobby I,
0: wine I, guy.
2: <laughs> I, I I like the sentiment personally.
0: There were plenty he nights too. when I was living by myself where opening a bottle of wine was not a very special occasion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just a matter of mindset, Jim.
0: <laughs> how, how
1: high up were the covers on your bed when you were drinking the wine <laughs>
0: <laughs> you go bagless in my living room cool. watching everybody else out on the lake have fun <laughs> <laughs> wow, your old steak.
1: well there you go I, I, I think I mean a $30 bottle of wine is the wine is a wine that I'm going to save that's just insane to me
3: well we, you guys have uh do you remember this jack uh box, bossy, boxy that old like oh, um yeah. why yeah there were all these ads on the tv on the tv <laughs> do you remember that any of those martini
4: and um, rossi rossi no no jock <laughs> of it, it was one of those kind of commercials Though the over jacobotsy was the same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Vinny can actually theory. say
3: it. I, don't know so, if I remember that one. I do know. It was really one of those bad wines that they
2: yeah. came in a jug. <laughs> kind of guessed. <laughs>
4: The crew uh, clubs, there's different <laughs> tiers of the clubs. So you can buy $50, $60 bottles or for $40, whatever the lesser ones. We just chose a club that was all family reserves that they, they, the Vintner picks and whatever we we chose fancier wines.
0: So you guys and figured like, with all the money, y'all have rolling in hand over fist. You'd choose the high fancy wine. Club. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was more like the special, you know,
4: We'll get the fancier, better wines because they come quarterly, and then you can have them on special occasions. I'm guessing
1: amazing because works, he makes more than all of
4: us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's Absolutely. playing like almost every freaking weekend, and he's landscaping all week long, <laughs> and still fucking collecting money from the band. He's got to be. He's got to be killing it.
0: That's the way to do it. I'm well, not it.
1: I'm
4: that. spending it all now. Needed a new shed. And yeah, his kids are out of the house. Kids are out of the house. Only have one more. Uh, I got like four months on Madison's car payment and then she's cut off from that. (laughs) Does she know that?
0: Yeah.
4: Car has to get returned. It's a lease. And then she has to buy her own car after that. Cutting her ass off. Well, good for you, man. (laughs) I'm not anywhere near that right now. I'm in the home stretch.
0: (laughs) Kieran's in his house now he's like moved in and he's been staying there nice so oh all every day yeah the last this week yeah he's been there he's just there now he's got everything set up it looks awesome he's got all his posters like all the (laughs) framed mo posters and stuff all over the walls and other stuff he's just it it looks really good and uh brenda and i got pizza last night she was working late so i ordered pizza and went down to pick it up and we get you know for the past probably five years we we go to the same pizza place and I walk in, you know, I order this, the, the pie on the phone and a kid took my order, not the owner who I know. And I walk in and Sam, the owner, he's there and he looks at me and he's got this weird look on his face. He goes, you only ordered one pie. What's up? Oh, <laughs> and, I, <man. laughs> and tell him, well, our son moved, you know, he got his own house. He's moved into his own house. So we lose an entire pie because
2: of it. Right. He's a whole... He's a whole like, okay, he, I just he, want to make sure everything was okay with you and Brenda. <laughs> That's, it's like the look,
0: the look on his face, like he was totally confused. So I'll be walking, he's like, huh. And it was a 50-50 of the two pies that we usually get. Yeah. You know, so we halved one. And so he was just like,
2: what is going on? That's good when your pizza guy knows enough just to check in on you, make sure everything's okay. Oh,
0: yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Sam's a Sam's good guy. He's the, He worked <laughs> like... He owned two pizza joints up um, in Asbury on the on the boardwalk, and then oh, wow. when he moved down on Hawaii, he moved down here. So when he moved down here, <laughs> he he you know it's a legit New so York he knows the deal pizza place. He's got the that's great. Oh, it's awesome. Lucky you. When I first moved down here and we were living in the other house, it was you know like a half a mile from there, and I kept driving past it, and it just says New York Pizza and Deli, and after years of seeing that (laughs) yeah exactly you see it everywhere like yeah whatever fine yeah right so one day i'm like i really want (laughs) to and so i went in and the whole entire back wall is covered in yankees uh, memorabilia all old like mattingly barra all the stuff whole pictures everything and i was like this is the place this pizza has to be good (laughs) <laughs> if they're going to dedicate a wall to the Yankees, I'm here. And sure enough, I found my pizza place. Is Karen far away from you guys? No, it's like five minutes tops. Technically, it's kind of okay. the same neighborhood, but that's how big the neighborhood is. Like, I So if you tell so people...
4: how often does he come over for dinner? Twice a week, three times? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's here for d- dinner all the time. He also uses our garbage because why pay for a whole... <laughs> like... Garbage <laughs> subscription, right? He just throws it in the back of the truck, comes over here, and throws it in our our, our can. The
4: garbage cans so here Grocery bill. Your grocery yeah. bill has not gone down since uh, <laughs>
0: since he moved out because he's there all the time eating. I mean, it's only been a week, but it, pro- uh, it, it proportionately oh, probably won't go down for a while.
2: I remember we, we grew up in, uh, in Utica, and until I was about 10 years old, we lived in a duplex and my grandparents lived downstairs and we lived upstairs. So it was like a three bedroom flat. And it was like, it was like the bunker situation where, you know, the parents lived downstairs and we lived upstairs. And then once we moved to New Hartford into the house that my parents ultimately built, um, I remember we did that same thing, like where my parents didn't get garbage service for several years because they would just bring the garbage back to Utica and bring it to my grandmother's house. (laughs) And we were also like still like sharing meals and stuff. There was like this two or three year transitional period. And like as a 10 year old kid, like I just didn't understand the economy of all of that, and also, like, that codependency the parent you know, the kids and parents just have with each other, because, I mean, I'm looking at my parents, and I'm thinking, they're just old people, like, I don't think of them as children of their, right. their parents, but that's exactly what was happening, it was that same thing, and it was just just funny to grow up, you know, just being a, you know, a, wit- a witness to all of it, but uh, also a product of it as a <laughs>
0: <laughs> You always go through that thing when you grow up, where you every time you hit one of those like age milestones you get there and you think about how 10 years ago you thought that that was so freaking old oh yeah yeah. (laughs) like when you were 10 18 was like man 18 those dude they they know what's going on like (laughs) they have it together
2: driving and smoking and (laughs) drinking and you know whatever like all the things and like pretty much can do anything
0: and then you get there and you're like wah wah.
1: Yeah. Do you
2: remember when we were on
1: further tour and uh, I guess it was 1997 mm-hmm. and Bob Weir had his 50th birthday. Yeah, oh yeah. And we were like, wow, 50. That's pretty fucking old.
3: <laughs> it was like a
1: big party they had for him backstage, and we were just, you know, we were I don't think we were even 30 at that point, or if we were, it was close to it.
2: In 97, yeah. yeah Yeah, I wasn't like
0: 29 years old
2: yeah yeah I was 27 that's crazy
0: yeah now you look at 50 like I was an idiot when I was 50 (laughs) 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 right and I know it wasn't too long ago
2: right and at some point you know like you know I don't know Mike Ganster is going to be 50 (laughs) you know like the guys in Aqueous are going to be you know here and then you know that's when it gets
0: really weird
2: Right, okay. we'll be in our 70s and 80s and touring yeah. still and having a podcast. I <laughs> did a uh, with six. I people did an interview.
1: Listening. I did an interview with a guy from uh, Glide Magazine yesterday, and uh, we were talking about you know what he said. What what haven't you done that you still want to do? And um, as you you know like. Of course, you know, I, th- I I thought of things like, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, play for the czar of Japan or whatever, you know.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good one. Just unrealistic things. But then I was like, honestly, you know, um, it's like I'm kind of looking forward to still being able to just like go and like play a festival set when I'm 80 years old. And I want to see like fans who are 75 older than that, <laughs> older than us. You know, like I want to see frickin'. Fans who are already like 20 years old. I want to see a 100-year-old freaking. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anybody's name off the Like
0: Hippie well, Gary at about... 120, wearing all
1: tie-dye <laughs> and a huge beard, spinning like, around. Like Gary standing out there. He's probably... I mean, his name's Old Man Gary, right? Hippie Gary. But he's Old probably man Gary. only like. Or I Bear
2: remember. Song Gary. Bear or, Song Gary. Or Mayor. Or. Bear yeah, Song. He's got, he's got, yeah, he's probably. But you know what I'm like saying? You know, how
1: funny would that be to have like somebody wheeled in who's like a septuagenarian? You know, like.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be us? We'd be wheeled up onto the stage. Yeah, we're wheeled up. Go on. They're freaking brought in in an iron lung to watch the show. <laughs> 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 I mean, I remember seeing video of Eartha Kitt coming out to sing. she They had to basically carry her out and then set her on the stool and then she proceeded to be freaking phenomenal. You know, just mm, sitting yeah. on the stool and sounded unbelievable. And then they come came back out, carried her off the stage and it was awesome. <laughs> like she's mm-hmm. still, you know, still out there killing it. You're like, wow. Well,
1: what was you the know, song about like going on <laughs> <and> tour at 80 <laughs> <laughs> years old?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, this was for like like an award ceremony or, you know, she right. came out and did like two songs maybe. And that was, yeah. it. you know, she was a guest for the thing. So it was just cool to see that she could like, she's not touring, but she could still go out and, you know, knock out two songs awesomely. And, and, you know, not really, it wasn't much of a thing for her. It was fantastic. Oh, Phil
4: is Phil's 83. And right. when we were talking to Mullets, he still goes out and plays with them and, Said, you know, he's getting a little slow getting on stage and sometimes needs help. But when he's up on stage, he crushes it. And he's like, they're playing three hour shows still, you know, and doing a two hour or an hour and a half sound checks. So he's still doing, you know, three or four hours. And once he's up on stage, it's back to being, you know, a kid. Does
3: he he have like a really like light bass or is that it's kind of like a, I don't know. He Probably. plays. Know. No one knows, man. No, those alembics. No, man, I picked up
1: his bass. Who still play in the freaking alembic? Those things sound killer, but they're like they have so. I mean, they're they're heavy. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the hardware on them is
4: pretty heavy. That bridge is yeah, a,
3: not yeah. a joke. It's plays always- a bit
4: too sometimes, right? Those aren't light, are they? I don't think he ever really plays to that, right? Like-
2: I- Someone asked me um, just recently, last week, I was talking um, with somebody, and they and they asked me when you know when I thought I might retire, and then what what I would do once I retired, and. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't say. I was like. I said. I don't think I will. I was like. Musicians don't retire. <laughs> it's not a thing we do. I said. We'll just keep playing music because that's <coughs> that's what you do. I said. We we love what we do. And I said. I'll I'll probably always keep playing music in some capacity. And. I will probably do it. And I said, maybe I'll slow down. Maybe it will be a different approach to it. I said, but we'll probably just always keep playing music. And that's what musicians do. And you look around and most musicians do. And it's it's interesting. There is no there's no getting out.
0: <laughs> you spend your entire career until you're like 90 years old talking about how you just want to stop. But when you get the opportunity, you don't. You just, oh, no, man. Right. I just, you know. I just learned something new. Right. That's the other part of it. I, I, at least for me, man. Is any any um, anytime something clicks, you know? Anytime like you you you, you sort of chasing that thing—a technique or a sound or like a line, something—and then it clicks, and and you're like, "Oh my god!" And you have those moments, and then it opens up like months of ah. <laughs> Like, there's so much I can do now. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome.
2: Right. And it's just, it's constantly that. It's that this pursuit of... Whatever that is, you know, whatever that joy that you get from, from that pursuit of hunting for the music that's out in the ether or whatever, you know, following the muse. And there's there's something really, really awesome just about, about the process, about the hunt, and then about digging in and then just playing music. And there's something really therapeutic about the process. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: That, that was a whole recording thing for me. Like, every time... There are songs I think that I recently wrote that and recorded that I only the the biggest inspiration was figuring out something from the last song, <laughs> whether whether it was like uh, you know oh my god like the the early songs the drums are really compressed and all this stuff and then they start to open and open and a lot of that was like. All right, now I, I have to record another drum line so I can mess with it and make it sound better. And then, and then it's like, I okay, kind wow, I like that drum line. So and then, in, like, then I have a bass line to go over it all of a sudden, and it just grows from there. And it was really just a lot of it came from just that, just questing for sounds and learning how to record. And I needed something to record to learn how to record. So I just write, wrote stuff. <laughs> that right. was definitely right. part of it.
2: Right. And that's, that's the thing that like, like I find so fascinating about the Beatles, for example, particularly in that period from like 66 through 1970 when they were just, they just dug in on that pursuit and they were at such a great age to do it because they had this boundless energy and and had unlimited resources yes. and were undeniably great songwriters. And, you know, we're in that, like, it was sort of the perfect storm of all of these things where they could do all of those things creatively. And, and like, what a, what a great time to be alive and be be a part of that process and, and be a witness to it all. And there's just so much there. You know, and I, and I think those, those things are great, but it's not unlike when, you know, a great artist will go through their, you know, they discover cubism or impressionism or whatever, you know, and they, they have all these, these periods and they have to go through that process. And, and you, get to, you get to dig in and, and watch it and be a part of it. It's definitely pretty wild.
3: Huh. Huh. <laughs> I have right. not seen Gat yeah. Back. Yet. Oh, because that came out <laughs> after the stroke, and I I couldn't I I couldn't watch it because it was it, it was messing with my mind. So I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> watch like because those songs are at that time like those songs were one way, but and now I, I was now in that in in the the, the film it was different versions of them. So that was really hard for me. I couldn't, and it was, it was really long. I couldn't like focused on, on it. So that was really hard. So one of these days I'm going to go and watch the whole thing.
2: <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. We yeah. watched the whole thing and, and I would watch it again. Yeah. You all would, would appreciate it. Uh, it just, Anyone who's in a band can appreciate that aspect of it: of being in a band, being in the studio, and how right. much of it is how much of it is just dicking around in the studio. And what? the Beatles did that like endlessly, <laughs> just sitting around playing cover songs, dicking around, right, busting on each other.
1: What's that? They were excessive about it. Yeah,
0: right. Wasting obviously time. money is <laughs> not an issue. I was gonna say it's nice it's, to. It,
2: it was crazy you know and the, and the cameras were just rolling while this is happening but they would they would spend an hour of this stuff of not working on a song and then somebody would just count in the song and they would start playing it and you're like oh my that might be the take like that might be the version and they would play like a whole a whole take through live and it sounds like the version that you know might have made the record
3: but but it it's different so that that's a thing that was really bad for my Mm -hmm. brain because i couldn't Mm -hmm. i couldn't like the version is different or it sounds different the version
0: yeah it's like it's yeah it's a different yeah what's and what is when i i I haven't seen it obviously um what is what's the time period of it (laughs) like career this is this
2: is when uh, this is the it's it's just near the end okay. um and it's when they were they were working on what ultimately became the the let it be record right okay um but there was still stuff that was yet to wind up on abbey road right so and let it be Wound up being the last record that got released, but this was the whole process that ultimately they wanted to get back to just sort of being in a a band, get away from... You know, the Sergeant Pepper Z kind of right. overproduction kind of stuff and just be a band, just write songs and play as a four piece in the studio, like a, like a garage band, like, like they used to and kind of get back to their roots. But then it was, you know, it, part of the process too, was they sort of realized like, okay, we're this, this is sort of our swan song. We're going to be done. Why not also have a final concert? And if we're going to have a final concert, maybe then it should be like at the pyramids in Egypt or something like that. Seriously. And that was part of the conversation. And they started discussing these sorts of locations where they would do it, whether it be at Pompeii or the pyramids or like some, you know, like the The moon, you know, I can't remember. Yeah, you know, it's like all of these all of these sort of different unrealistic spots to have a last concert and you know, and then the you know, all the sort of ensuing band arguments right. or bickering about what that should be and how big the concert should be and what that should turn into ultimately wound into the spontaneous thing where they just went up to the roof and played to you know, 25 people on the street that day. Right. And that, that was the final concert.
0: Let's just do it now. All right, fine. Yeah. It's crazy to just the concept of thinking like for the Beatles to be thinking, I want to get back to, you know, stop all the overproduction of music and get back to just being the band and stuff when they were like the first band ever to really go that far into production in the first place. Right. Like, that's a weird. <laughs> kind of concept for me to wrap my head around when that that's your production yeah. no one's ever it, Yeah,
1: <clears throat> i guess they did it and they're like okay that's done, it's done. <laughs> you can to pop it you know the <laughs> thing the weird thing was too is like they wanted to get away from all that just go back to being a band and there's still like sycophants all around them you know mm-hmm. like like they didn't you know it's like if you really wanted to do that fucking axe all these people and just be a band you
0: know that's the, that, that, common, that's the one common that's the one common thing in every band movie. The sycophants. Yes. Just think about every like band movie with the exception of Spinal Tap that you've ever that was, seen. That's the
3: first thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and,
0: and how all this drama always comes from some like basically outside source who is you know in that sycophantic role whether it's like yeah semi-manager Instigator. you know like a it, bunch it's, of whisperers. Yeah, it's just always it's never purely internal no it's like someone on the outside being like you deserve more <laughs> 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 hey i deserve more what the hell just happened it's mm-hmm. crazy delton john movie the queen movie like every single one you can tick them off straight out of compton like all of them are all <laughs> <just> <laughs> someone from the outside being like no it's really all about you fuck them other guys so it's good we really don't have any friends. ourselves. <laughs> Lucky us. Yes. What's the key to a long career in music? You just don't have any friends. Internalize everything. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess.
1: That's, That's a perfect that. ending for the podcast today. Yeah. Um. This has been Podcrash, and remember, no gig is confirmed until you are on stage playing.
0: This has been Podcrash, the original podcast by the members of the band Mo. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll see you next time. just just